Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile, every little helps. Bush and Richie on Hometime on Absolute Radio, MGMT's Kids. Uh, we were talking to you about how we're going to start this new service. We're going to uh, offer to uh, go around to where you work, sit in your car for an hour before you leave work and warm things up. What a, what a, what a great service to provide. Get the engine ticking over, stick Absolute Radio on, that kind of thing. Uh, Cheryl in Aberdeenshire, I drive an electric car. I have an app on my phone which enables me to turn my car on to warm up and defrost from the cosy comfort of my bed. So we're wow. kind of redundant already. That is unbelievable. That technology has blown my mind. And I'll tell you what else has blown my mind is this email I've received from Sheena in our office. Right. Hello, Sheena. Uh, she sent me an email and with the title, which got me clicking, Bush, you need to see this. I, I opened the link, the attachment, uh, and it's about a festival called Bushfest. <laughs> Can you believe this? It's called Bushfest. Uh, and I've just gone to the link now. It says Bushy's Summer Party. Now, Bushy was what I was called my entire school career. Bushy's uh, Watford, I believe. Well, see, I'm not from this neck of the woods, so I don't know anything about it. Uh, Sheena's from Watford, so this might be why she's heard of it. OK, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't really know anything about it. Uh, it just says here, Bushfest is the music festival not to miss, with some of the hottest tribute acts performing. And if you look at the on-stage thing, this is, this is uh, tail end of August. Right. So on the main stage, 2pm, is Malcolm Pitt as Lionel Richie. Excellent. Uh, Leonie Voss as Rihanna. Right. Then it's the Jersey guys instead of the Jersey boys. See what they've done. They're on at 4.40. Jodie Jackson as Madonna. And then at 7.40, Fleetwood back. <laughs> oh, what about that? That is a great lineup. But Sheena's got a point. I need to get in on this. You know, I've got an unusual surname. Very rarely does it have any, you know, line-up with anything in particular. This is my moment. Surely, this is made for me. I would, I would suggest they need a host. What do they need a host? I mean, do they need even help with the catering? I'm willing to get involved. <laughs> Definitely free that bank holiday weekend. You're aiming low if you're just going in catering. I've based my entire career on aiming low. <laughs> so look, I just want a bit of intel. If anyone knows anything about Bushfest, I mean, surely we need to jump on this as a show. Any intel would be great. <laughs> 8, 12, 15, get involved now. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. Blondie Sunday Girl on Home Time. It's Bush and Richie on Absolute Radio. Joined after six o'clock today. Uh, by Paul McKenna, which we're looking forward to. Yes, he's been brought towards this show. I think he's heard on the grapevine about our mindfulness podcast on Friday. I can only believe that is why he's joining us. He wants to be associated with the best when he's in that particular field. But remember, as we said on our little promo run-in yesterday, look around his eyes, not into his (laughs) eyes. Uh, So talking about Bushfest, this music festival that's just been brought to my attention, Uh, it's in Bushy near Watford or Watford's near Bushy. I can't really work it out. I don't know this part of the world. I say it's a district of. District of, uh, and I don't know, I just want to get involved. I need need to be involved in this music festival, If you're going to be involved, obviously it exists already. They've got a very reputable line-up that you took us through earlier. Fleetwood back. Fleetwood back. Um, I would suggest going to them with some kind of pitch. Obviously, a bit of intel. Isn't Elton John uh, a Watford man? So could you go to them with the suggestion, Hi, I'm Andy Bush. I could host it because obviously it's Bush, Bush Fest. Bush Fest. Why don't you get Elton John on? Get Elton on, yeah. Just an idea, could be an in. Do you think I would promise them that I can get, I, I can pull the strings to get Elton on? Yes, yes. I, I am I, am I over-promising that? there? You, with the last bit we talked about, you said I was going in a bit too low. I would say this is slightly going off the spectrum <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> Best I, I could probably do is David Furnish, but we'll see how we get on. <laughs> with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile, putting you first. With award-winning customer service. Every little helps.
Last couple of bits of intel that have come in. Uh, apparently, George Michael was brought up in Bushy, the area where it was actually... I did not know that. There you go. Good bit of intel. And this is an interesting text. Bushfest. I know the organiser, and he's going to call you. Oh, that's promising. Whoa. I reckon you're in. Watch this space, folks. Watch this space. I think we're a nation of hoarders, which means that I think the next question that I'm about to ask should touch quite a few people. What is something that you <laughs> something that you still have that is still going strong? I saw this story today about a grandmother who has discovered a light bulb that was bought by her parents from a Woolworths in 1943. Wow. And it is still working Brilliant. 75 years later. That's so good. Isn't that incredible? That's amazing because it's such a throwaway culture we live in these days. You know, yeah. you know like when you, you find, you hear about these um, digs and finds where they've got archaeological stuff because only people had a certain amount of little items back in Saxon times or whatever and they're buried with it. It's yeah. so important. Like now, you just chuck stuff away when it stops working. Do you know what I mean? Don't fix it or repair it. You get rid of it. I mean, if it's a, a light bulb that's still working 75 years later, you're obviously not going in that room very often. Or it's just a real trooper. <laughs> a, a light bulb that's like, right, I can, I can do this. Woolworths made those kind of troopers light bulbs, didn't they? Ah, uh, it's you know, I'd forgotten, that's just as part of this conversation, that Woolworths is sadly no longer with us. Well, this is why she says in her interview, as people are asking her about this yeah. magical light bulb, she's like, well, they're all disappearing from the high street, so I wanted to see if the Woolworths light bulb still worked. Yeah. And it does. That's amazing. 75 years on. That is a clear leader at the moment, but I'm sure there's others that are out there. What do you have that is still going strong? Last year, I would have been able to say my favourite pair of navy shorts. Oh. I had the for 20 years. Really? Yeah, but a ladder in the uh, right butt cheek meant they had to get uh, chucked. <laughs> There's an image that I think will see people pushing their dinner plates away around the United Kingdom. 8, 12, 15, what has lasted in your gaff? Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Michelle, I've got my granddad's old cooking pot. He bought it with him when he moved to England in 1959. Not sure how long he had it before then, so it's at least 60 years old. Made a Moroccan stew in it on Sunday. I love that. That's great. It's like tradition being passed on. It's an heirloom, isn't it? Uh, nameless on this one, I still have my Claire Old Big Shot hairdryer that I got for Christmas in 1992. Claire Old Big Shot. <laughs> I'm not familiar with brands of hairdryers, but it sounds a good one. Sounds fantastic. Heather Mitchell says, I've got a Habitat bathrobe I bought 23 years ago, still going strong and is all warm and fluffy. Uh, Bernard says, I've got a hemp hoodie bought in 1973 from a Californian guy in the UK hiding from the Vietnam War. It's still almost new and rain just rolls off it. That'll be the hemp then. And then Nicola G says, we've got a toasty maker, which is still going strong. My parents got it as a wedding present 37 years ago. Awesome. 8, 12, 15, we've got Queen on the way. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Mark from Essex says, I've still got a fondue set that was given as a wedding present in 1987. Still in perfect condition. All skewers and burner intact as well. Perhaps I'll use it one day. It was the classic wedding present that no one used. And Doug in Bishop Stortford says, Hi guys, I've got tools in my tool bag. My mother bought me when I was 22. I'm now 45 and they are older than my labourers. Daisy and Kenzel wow. Rise, 1978, living in a squat in Camden. A door-to-door salesman sold me an electric hand whisk. Both still going strong 40 years on to this day. Good to hear about a door-to-door salesperson. You don't see <laughs> yeah. that anymore, do you? Uh, Dave is in Swindon. Dave, what you got that's still going? 
I've had my little uh, alarm clock that I got when I was a kid, and uh, I've still got it for nearly 40 years. Wow, so give us the details. When did you first get this alarm clock, and what type of alarm clock is it? Uh, I got it when I was eight years old for Christmas because my larger siblings had alarm clocks and I wanted one. So I got one, a little uh, dance set radio. Dance set? Dance set. We'd never heard of that brand before. Richie's doing a bit of Googling. And 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 you said a radio alarm, so it would come on when it was time for school with the radio station at the time. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And I had it my whole life, you know, had it from primary school, paper rounds, you know, every single job I've ever had, I've had that little red LED display just playing away. Do you know what, Dave? This is this is fascinating. I've I would have thought I've heard of many of these electronic brands. I've never heard of Danset. I've looked them up. Danset production ended in December nineteen sixty nine. Wow. So even when you got it, it was vintage okay. then and it's still going. It's such a shame that Danset are no more. No way, because I just looked at it the other day, because it's got a sticker on the bottom of it. It's a dance set. But, uh, yeah, yeah well, I, I believe you, but, I mean, yeah. you go down Tandy, you, you're not even finding a dance set these days. What? You may not even find Tandy. Yeah. Also, what a brilliant thing uh, in terms of a mark of quality, that it's still going strong. And, and and I guess it still tells the time correct and everything like that, Dave? Uh, well, the radio's not so great, but the oh. alarm is a fun feature. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not such a ringing endorsement of Dancer. <laughs> no, but, you know, the, the clock still goes. The clock works perfect, you know, and it's still going. And uh, I've still got a This Belongs to David sticker that I put on there about 1982. Oh, <laughs> that's brilliant. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Absolute Radio. Two down, one to go on the Absolute Radio 90s. That's placebo. This is Hometime with Bush and Ritchie on a Thursday night. Paul McKenna on this show just after six. So if you were watching television last night, particularly BBC One, you were witness to uh, one of the biggest snubs in recent years. Uh, I just finished my dinner, sat watching Southampton versus Derby. Football as a, uh, as a neutral, always fun to watch. It was a good game, goes into extra time, but I've seen a little alert on my phone that says Prime Minister due to give a Downing Street statement just after 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously quite cleverly thinking, if I walk out the front door to my big Downing Street lecture, at around about, you know, two minutes past ten, I'll be able to go live to the nation during the ten o'clock news. She'll have the ears and the eyes of everyone, everyone focused on her. After a couple of critical days in Westminster, what unfortunately she didn't bargain on was the tactical nous of Frank Lampard yep. engineering a, a comeback <laughs> for Derby County uh, to get extra time down at the Dell or whatever Southampton call their ground these days. Um, and uh, she gets bumped. They're the, f- the football carry on yeah. and there's some kind of news bulletin on BBC Two. BBC One stays with Southampton versus Derby. If you're the Prime Minister that's a snub, isn't it? Well, people are loving it. Um, this text says, fantastic, wasn't it? Beat Southampton from two goals down, followed by penalties and then kept the Prime Minister off BBC One. Up the ram, says Alex. <laughs> but what, well, so I, I would have thought that they would have like said, right, we need to now, I'm afraid leave the football to go to an important announcement from the Prime Minister. They didn't do that. They made her go on a different channel. They made her go on BBC Two, yeah. Wow, that's pretty harsh. It's a snub, isn't it? Isn't it? it is a snub. There's no two ways about it. It's a snub. Uh, my dad, uh, I, I think I have told this story before uh, when we were young. He, many years ago, had uh, got tickets to go and see Cilla Black in a concert at the <laughs> Eastbourne Winter Gardens. Well, oh, what a night. And unfortunately, she cancelled. Oh, no. As a result, Cilla Black was banned from our household. He snubbed her for the rest of his life. Cilla, he snubbed 
Silla. I remember him walking in one Saturday evening and oh. Blind Date was on. He walks into the lounge and just goes to Mimi Brothers, not in this house, boys, you know the rules. And off it goes. She's banned. Continues this snub, yeah. I love it. Well, actually, weirdly, on a musical sense, I think I think when people cancel gigs and stuff, particularly if you've travelled, it, it does stay with you. You think, right, I'm, I'm not having that again. Yeah. My own snub, musically, uh, the, in a job when I first started out in radio, worked for a kind of a pop music station, uh, and JLS. Remember JLS? I do, yeah. They sound like that brand of things where you get like a special mop that removes hair and everything. <laughs> but JLS, they were supposed to play a gig at Western Supermare Beach. Yeah. They arrived in their helicopter, touched down, did the sound check, had a problem, decided they didn't want to do the gig again. We were supposed to interview them and just got on their little chopper and then disappeared home. Poor old Western Supermare, what a snub. I know, we were stood there, what a snub, as JLS were disappearing into the distance <laughs> in their chopper. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie is what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Theresa May, snubbed by BBC One last night, opted for Southampton versus Derby instead. Have you ever been snubbed? Are you snubbing someone? 8.12.15, or you can tweet us at Absolute Radio. Sean got snubbed by the Queen as a school kid. Uh, she goes on to say, waited for hours with a flag, and then the Queen didn't do the walk past. She <laughs> drove past instead as it was raining. Aww. That is quite a snub. The, the lazy, lazy mare doing that. <laughs> At least do the walk past. She's bought a flag. I, I, just add in another snub, actually. It's weird when you start thinking about them, you realise you've got beef with loads of people. Yeah. I've had a third-party snub. How's that work? Well, we went to the Reading Festival about 2,000 years ago, like 1994, so yeah. years and years and years ago. My favourite band then and still to this day are Dinosaur Junior. Yeah. And the lead singer, Jay Maskis, was doing a signing thing. So it was like, oh, my God, this guy's like a god. He's one of the best guitarists ever. Uh, so my friend Jeff queued up on our behalf, and I, I asked Jeff to, to get one of my Converse All-Stars signed. Oh, yeah. Would Jay Maskis sign my shoe? And Jeff, wait, bless, bless him, Jeff, he waited there for like two hours in line, and he got back to me, quite disgruntled at the end of it, and all Jay Maskis had uh, done on the shoe was just drawn a J in some biro. <laughs> Could have been anyone. <laughs> Looks like someone's just drawn on my shoe, like mucked about, like his little sister's done it or something <laughs> like that. So I kind of feel snubbed by him. Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Mark in Enfield uh, went all the way to Aberdeen with his two sons to see the editors uh, for his birthday. They cancelled two hours before the gig, wasn't oh. happy, haven't played them since, says Mark. See, this is the bit I love. <laughs> it's the vindictiveness when you've been wronged. Yeah. Like your dad and Silla Black won't have it in the house. Yeah. Paul Carragher says they refused to listen to Oasis for years after they pulled out of their V Festival appearance at Chelmsford in 2009. It was a very bitter pill, but Snow Patrol stepped up and even did a few Oasis tracks. There you go. They kind to save the day. Let's go to the phones and say hi to Lee. Hello. Lee, tell us your situation and your story about being snubbed. A few years ago, I got a bit of media coverage doing a job swap, uh, swapping my job as a pub landlord with the local vicar. Right. right. This morning, <laughs> this morning uh, wanted to interview us and we're sending out a driver to pick us up to get yep. to the studio when uh, David Beckham decided to leave Man United and we were snubbed. Oh! <laughs> wow, so this morning, uh, the TV show dropped your story and chased the Beckham thing instead. They did, indeed. Can oh. I ask, Lee, who are you holding this one against? Is the snub... Are you holding this against David Beckham or are you holding it against Phil and Holly? <laughs> 
both of them, to be fair. Oh, oh look at that. <laughs> Absolute carpet bombing <laughs> resentment there from him. <laughs> That's my favourite one so far. A twelve fifteen if you can beat it. Absolute radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. You two on Hometime with Bush and Richie, Absolute Radio, even better than the real thing. Paul McKenna with us after six. Definitely not snubbing the show, he's embracing the show. He is, he's embracing our new line of work, which is mindfulness. Uh, but we're after your snubs, after uh, Theresa May got bumped to BBC Two instead of the football last night. Uh, Texas 8 12 15, veto in Gerard's Cross. Back in 1980, Big Daddy. Oh, yeah. Shelley Crabtree. <laughs> yes. Uh, came to wrestle in Slough after the bout. All us kids waiting for him to sign autographs. After being told he'd come out to do so, he never came out. Oh. Snubbed us. Snubbed by Big Daddy, I'd find that crushing. He seems like such a kind man as I well. I know. Uh, this one from Stacey in Warrington. Hi, guys. We were due to see Morrissey in Manchester last summer on our wedding anniversary. Booked the hotel, the lot. He then cancelled at the last minute. We went to the cricket instead. Can't bring <laughs> myself to snub him, though. I've got a, a Morrissey snub story as well. We went to go and see him at the Roundhouse in London and he played he did one song dropped the microphone and walked off and then all everyone was stood there wondering what was going on David Walliams Russell Brand and Jonathan Ross got up on stage and then announced that Morrissey's voice had gone he wouldn't be coming back on and then they all got bottled by the crowd so you know every crowd every crowd (laughs) and everything like that as well They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. One night was here, we got talking about balaclavas on this show. Tuesday. Tuesday night we were talking about balaclavas uh, because my other half, Katie, has bought our four-month-old daughter, Thea, one uh, just to keep her warm when she's going out and about in the sling. And I noticed this balaclava. I thought, isn't it a shame that balaclavas died out? And I, you know, we said uh, before on the show, robbers, bank robbers and that, have ruined balaclavas. We speculated else. the reasons why and understood why they died out, but it is a shame. But uh, on behalf of Richie and myself, we want to thank you all for sending in your photos of you lot wearing balaclavas. It mm. seems that they're alive and well in terms of people who have to wear them for work, mm. but I think we want to bring them back as a leisure item. Yeah. So I thought, Joe, you know I'm going to go out in town before the show today and go and get me and you a balaclava each, Richie. Which you have done. Can I just say, trying to buy a balaclava, A, incredibly difficult, B... Looking around and trying to ask people, do you sell balaclavas? You look like they're going to phone you into the Met Police. And then uh, I asked this guy who was a Spanish bloke working on a hat stall, mm-hmm. uh, and he didn't understand what I was talking about. And I had to explain balaclava to him. Trying to explain a balaclava to someone who's got no concept of him, particularly if he's like from a different country, very, very hard. Did anyone try and give you baklava back? Oh, I would have loved that, but oh, no, didn't get any of that either. Amazing. But I've got something. I went to Lily White's, our little sports store down oh, the end yeah, of the road, yeah. and I've got us a Caramore uh, balaclava each. Uh, I've got I got you and me one for large heads. When I was yeah. following you the other night, I saw the back of your head for quite a bit down yeah, towards. Yeah, you were following for a while, weren't you? Totten Court Road uh, tube station. So I thought the large would work. I'd have to say it's a longer. I mean, what? How much is meant to go through that hole? It's a longer neck than I would have thought. It's weird, isn't it? It's. Uh, I would say these are part of the Brinks Mac collection. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we have to try this on. I have to take my glasses off for this, uh, I, and we're both going to have to take the headphones off. So just bear with us. Uh, one second. Take these babies off. Glasses off. Oh. <laughs> it's like your ultimate fear. <laughs> you know that fear you get when you if you get your head stuck in a jumper, even yeah. as a grown-up? So it's... Um, oh, oh well, no, actually, I, I just discovered it's not great for radio presenting. <laughs> Give I it a go. I can't actually put my glasses on, so <laughs> I don't know where you are right now. So you can't talk and you can't see. Can you see the buttons to get us out of this? No, and our little studio football, they're going to have to put a bell in the ball to yeah. be able to show us 
Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. I didn't realise quite how dependent you were on the specs. You were uh, somewhat hamstrung with the old balaclava on. Yeah, I, I actually shocked myself with how little I could see. I have to say, I, I felt that you were quite scared. I was quite scared. <laughs> I'd got the sense of a scared person stood in front of me. For me, that was a little bit like if you get up in the night in your pants and you're sleepwalking and you don't quite know where you are and you have to be kind of ushered back to bed by the other half. That's what I felt like with the balaclava on. Don't and also, pants. it took me right back to being a kid. What? I don't wear pants. Do you sleep completely? Yes. Oh, dear. OK. I didn't know... I, I wasn't expecting that either. I wasn't expecting to tell you. Well, I, I've just seen you in a balaclava a couple of minutes ago. I got the two images merged. Home time with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile, putting you first with award-winning customer service. Every little helps. Hey, it was nice to see your other half, Natalie, posting a photo of you finally getting to play your train simulator, Richie, on Instagram. <laughs> she did on her own little Instagram. You may have noticed that. Yes, that's true. I oh, was probably... Rocco. Rocco was watching it. He was <laughs> very interested in what was going on. I probably should update after yesterday bothering so many people about this, oh, uh, yeah. about the uh, the Xbox download of my uh, train simulator update for Train Sim World. What was the particular track? Uh, it was the new Pennine route they've released. Of course. And I've been downloading it during the day and uh, our 10-month-old switched off the Xbox mid-download. <laughs> Wasn't happy at all. <laughs> I must tell you, it downloaded after my wife turned it back on. So all is good. But didn't have Phew. time to play last night. So I went down... <laughs> this is it. The, the timestamp in the bottom left-hand corner said 6.45 in the morning. Yeah, I went downstairs about quarter past six. That is unbelievable. To be playing early. A, a train simulator at that time of the morning. I'd Well, I'd, I spent the whole day downloading it. I'd have a quick go. Uh, he he would make a good little co-pilot for you there. He was he was looking he was looking at the the landscape and then looking at you to check you were driving. Yeah, the right only because he, he only because he wants that handset it, it, itself. He's He'd have that away, would he? With the Xbox handset, yeah. Really? Well, look, I just think it's quite cool. I mean, maybe this opened a bit of a, a different part of your mind because obviously you've done early mornings for a long time. But I like it when people get to do stuff uh, in the morning when they would normally, you know, be racing to get to do work. Do you there know what you mean? go. I drove, I drove a CGI train from Manchester to Staleybridge this morning. Yeah, if you've ever sneaked something in, <laughs> do you do something before work? I, I always admire these people who, who get the time to go and have a jog or something at mm. like five, six o'clock in the morning before they head to work. If that's you, let us know. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's an honour to welcome to the show Mr Paul McKenna. Thank you so much. It's an honour to be here, gentlemen. Uh, Paul, tell us what you've been up to then. You have a, a positivity podcast on the go. I do, indeed. Um, it's been an absolute smash, this podcast. Uh, we launched it last week, went straight in at number two on the iTunes uh, podcast chart. And the, the essence of it is, is I'm interviewing some of the world's most interesting people, but not in a journalistic way, not to get a scoop, but more in a sort of psychological way, to understand how it is they do what they do, their success mindset. So we launched last week right, with an interview with Simon Cowell, uh, with Warwick Davis, Gary okay. Lineker, a very eclectic mix of people. So these are people from business, the arts, from sports, from all sorts of different uh, walks of life. But one of the things I didn't realise about you was that obviously you help famous people mm. just on a kind of hypnotherapy basis as well. So is that like a crossover? Do you know, oddly enough, it, it, it is 
it's the conversation because podcasts are a combination of talk radio and sort of audio book but because you don't have such a tight format where you have to fit everything into an eight minute hit before another junction like a commercial break or something mm. you can just sit and, and talk and I did a TV show in America where I did a sort of psychological you know conversation with people and I would ask them how they do what they do things like you know what's it like being famous if you could give if you had one piece of advice from everything that you've learned in life what would that be so that's how it started yeah have you found that there are key things that all these people share yes i mean one of the themes that's coming through is tenacity all of these people have um, an amazing sort of um, self-belief uh, i mean rob Brydon was telling this story yesterday when he, when he started out he was sort of doing these sort of welsh jokes and that and people were saying you know somebody in the audience started making a bah noise and then someone else went bah, yeah. and very soon the whole audience was going bah, and he said it was just awful he died Anyway, he said the next morning he woke up and he thought, right, I'm going to show him. And I thought, I said, hello, where did that come from? Because, yeah. you know, I, I know that myself. I mean, at school, I was, my, one of my school reports said, I would never amount to anything. Ow, it's just horrible, isn't it? And, and my, my, my thoughts were, I'll show you. Are they psychopaths? I always wonder whether really successful people have an undercurrent of being a bit of a psychopath. Well, I think, I think perhaps uh, some people are sociopaths. And the difference between the two is, we all know the difference between right and wrong. Sociopaths know the difference, they just don't care. Psychopaths are people that not only they know that what they're doing is wrong, they take pleasure in it. So they're like serial killers. They're, they're real nice. Okay, inf- I'll yeah. take that back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, certainly with the list that was put forward earlier. Yeah. Do you know what, the Met the Police have not been bad to me for any more profiling. I don't know what, what I've done to offend them. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. A couple of days ago, Andy and I actually, uh, with one of our Hometime podcasts, mm. uh, we devoted it over to uh, attempt to dabble in the world of, of mindfulness. Yes. Um, not sure quite how it went, but one of the uh, one of the things that uh, did come across mm. is uh, somebody suggested to us, I'm not uh, sure how au fait you are in the world of uh, mm. football, Paul, but somebody suggested that uh, the voice of uh, now Sheffield Wednesday manager, mm. Steve Bruce, mm. uh, was a very calming voice. I think Andy's got a Yeah, it caught us on the hop because we, we were asking mm. for suggestions for what relaxes you mm. and someone said this. Well, as I, I said a couple of days ago, it's a wonderful opportunity and, you know, it's, it's one of the great clubs of this country. Oh, God, and, yeah. Uh, to be given the opportunity. It is soothing, though, isn't it? it well, um, it is. You're right. I mean, it's kind of... Um, it's a little soporific, isn't it? I mean, this... <laughs> do you know one of the things I, I find is if I wake... Sometimes, like, you know, I wake up and I either meditate if it's the middle of the night, or I find that one of those really boring documentaries on BBC Two yeah. about something like fly fishing, that, that'll do it. Yeah. Um, or actually... I'll Are you putting I... Steve Bruce in that bracket? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well, in a way, uh, boring people into trance is a legitimate industry. But here's the thing, right? And I don't want to turn this into a Steve Bruce interview because he's not here to comment himself. <laughs> However, is obviously with what you do and mm. your hypnotherapy and using the NLP practice and this mm. kind of thing, how important is the voice? Is the voice a really important part of the practice as yes, well? Yes, it is. And when we're training hypnotists, we use, um, you know, we show them you know, the, the pattern on the oscilloscope uh, of their voice. Because what you're doing is you're bathing someone in sound. 
Egypt. Wow, this <laughs> is like... And whereas a, a radio broadcaster, you know, you want to be up and you want to be excited, that kind of thing. But as a hypnotist, you want to use downward inflections and also have a gentle rhythmic turn. There was a friend of mine once, he was teaching um, uh, a hypnosis seminar in New Jersey, right? And uh, and when the, the people went off to practice, they all went, relax, really relax, <laughs> yes, you feel good. <laughs> and he was saying how, yeah, New Jersey tonality, you know, it's, it's not known for being soothing. Well, Paul, people will be able to relax with our mindfulness podcast, but the one thing we found everyone struggling to relax with is transport. We need to touch on that next. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Fratelli's on Absolute Radio. It's Bush and Ritchie on Home Time. Paul McKenna's still with us as well. Uh, now, Paul, we have a task force on this show. It's called the British Transport Social Police. Uh, it's kind of a uniform police force where we patrol public transport looking for annoying behaviour. Uh, is there anything that annoys you on public transport at all? I, I don't think I've ever used public transport. Actually, I tell a lie. I haven't used it for years, right? Because yeah. I've been living in America for a decade. My wife said, come and take the tube. I went, close. Like, I haven't done this for like... 15 years or so so we got on the tube and i was surprised actually by how busy it was but um also uh well, yeah what's irritating oh first of all if you smile right if you if you pull a smile you release more serotonin right okay but if you sit like this in your office <laughs> all day long with a big smile on you like that no one will bother you and, and what I do, I think you've what, lost what, it no what i do is right because a lot of people have a copy of the evening standard to avert eye contact from the lunatic when they get on the train mm. but i don't i just smile at them like that and they go please have a seat i feel that smile is a smile that actually that uh that andy and i could be wearing at the moment as um as parents of relatively young children a lot of what you do uh with adults with you know mm. fears and vices is re- programming the brain mm. is there anything and i could be clutching at straws here but how early can you actually start to in some respects program the brain i'm, I'm talking about actually getting a child to sleep and that kind of thing right it's a very good question and you know i've been working on some bedtime storybooks for children oh, that, wow that use great. that window of suggestibility when you put in positive uh, suggestions. So at night when you're you know you're, you're, you're talking to your child, reading them a bedtime story, first of all, you're bonding, right, which is really important. But secondly, the messages that you repeat over and over again with this window of suggestibility as they fall asleep and in the stories that you tell, you know, so can it be about people overcoming adversity? I mean, some of them can just be relaxing stuff, like, um, you know, you can tell a story about how you couldn't get to sleep, but suddenly you felt yourself relaxing. Uh, and, and as you tell... <laughs> I feel relaxed already. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's hey, what we do. And the, the other thing then, Paul, one final thing that is very interesting that you're doing, you're doing kind of like a live tour as well. So, you know, I just got the podcast on the go at the yeah. moment. You're going to be doing a live tour. Tell us a little bit about that. I'm doing five dates. These are they're evening events. It's a motivational evening. It's called The Three Things That Will Change Your Destiny Today. Whoa. And it's not a lecture. It's an interactive experience. It's only 500 people, uh, you know, in the room. So I walk out and, you know, introduce myself and say, right, who here has been traumatised by something and they cannot move on? They, their life has been messed up by this and come up and join me on the stage. Someone joins me. 20 minutes later, it's gone. So it's like having a personal session with me, but there's 499 you, other people. Would you do it. a 20% discount on Everton fans? <laughs> <laughs> I can get your blockbooking right now. Uh, Paul, as ever, it's brilliant to have you on the show. Thank you oh, so much for popping into Absolute Radio. Great to see you guys. God bless you. See you soon. 
Home Time podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Apologies that there was no intro to today's podcast. There were technical issues, but we do have time to remind you of the address to send your baklava in. Oh. It's absolutely... <laughs> Oh, yes. Home time, one Golden Square, London, W1F, 9DJ. But clover it up, posties. Bill Bailey, play us out. It's the podcast has officially come to an end.